Section 18 of the Exploits and Triumphs in Europe of Paul Morphy, the Chess Champion. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by K. Hand. The Exploits and Triumphs in Europe of Paul Morphy, the Chess Champion, by Frederick Milnes Edge. Chapter 13 Morphy and the French Amateurs. Morphy's arrival in Paris, and his doings at the Café de la Régence, soon began to make him much sought after. The way in which some folks get lionized in the French capital is remarkable, and Morphy had to submit to it, not merely at the Café, but even in his hotel. We soon found that continued residence at the Hôtel Maurice would be inconvenient for many reasons, and within a day or two of our arrival had located ourselves at the Hôtel Brutil, at the corner of the rue de rivoli and du dauphin where we had a magnificent view of the palace and the gardens of the tuileries and were within a stone's throw of the best quarters of paris and the Régels. what was our surprise to learn subsequently that harwitz was residing next door to us and that saint amant had formerly occupied the very apartments in which we had installed ourselves we had not been long in our new abode before morphy received a visit from the grandson of philidor they had a lengthy colloquy together, and of course Morphy asked his visitor if he played at chess. He replied that once he gave some attention to the game, but found that he possessed little aptitude for it, and therefore relinquished all further study, not thinking it right that any one bearing the name of Philidor should be looked upon as a mazette. Our hero's installation at the Café de la Régence waked up all the slumbering embers of French chess, and men who had not been seen for years past came back to their early love. The well-known Polish amateur Budzinski was among these, and La Roche, contemporary of La Bourdonnais and De Chapelle. Then we found there such players as Mr. Eugene Rousseau of New Orleans, on a visit to his family in Paris, and who had been so much at home in the café in other years. How proud he was of the fame and feats of his young fellow-townsmen amidst the Gallic Paladins, and how desirous he was that Morphy should encounter Monsieur Laroche, whose game he characterized as sound to a terrible extent, characterizing that gentleman as un rude gaillard. It was only after Mr. Rousseau's departure that Laroche and Morphy met, when we found that the former was sound, but the latter sounder. Mr. L. had not been seen at the Regence for a long period, some told us that he was settled in Bayonne, others that he had given up chess altogether, but the appearance in the chess heavens of this star of the West brought him back to the old battlefield, and no one could make even games with him but de Riviere and Harwitz, the Prussian amateur, merely winning a small majority. Monsieur Journaud, one of the best known and strongest of French players, and a member of the Paris Committee of Cooperation on the International Tournament of 1851, played upwards of a dozen games at different times with morphy but though he came very near winning on one or two occasions our hero always wriggled out at last at the right end of the horn journaud once described his opponent's game as disgustingly correct bowden speaks of morphy's diabolical steadiness which means pretty near the same thing de riviere certainly made the best show against morphy of all the players in paris having scored one game in good style and having lost at least one in which he ought to have gained he had got his opponent into a position which might be termed putting it to him and morphy like the wolf was dying in silence biting hard when he made a move to please the gallery 
now morphy never allows liberties to be taken with so serious a matter as checkmate he goes straight to the finish himself without fuss or nonsense and expects others to do the same he therefore worked clear out of his difficulties and forced his opponent ultimately to resign de riviere was mortified at the result and states that he went home very angry with himself in consequence this gentleman is incontestably the most rising of the french players and will make some amateurs tremble for their chess reputation ere long in eighteen fifty one he did not know a move in the game so that his progress has been rapid and as he has not yet reached his thirtieth year it is only probable that he will become much stronger that is if he will keep up his practice which is not certain inasmuch as he has lately become mated in a manner most agreeable to his feelings and we have heard of ladies who object to their lords and masters making love to other nymphs even though that nymph be cassia let us hope in this instance paterfamilias whose intentions are strictly honourable may be allowed an occasional respite from the cradle and perambulator and that curtain lectures will not deter him from hot pursuit after other men's queens it was soon found useless for any one to play morphy even as he scored almost every game meeting monsieur laroche at the cafe one morning that gentleman asked me why our hero did not offer odds to everybody i replied that no doubt many gentlemen would feel hurt at such a proposition being made to them and i asked him would you play morphy at pawn and move to which he unhesitatingly replied yes m journaux was sitting beside him and he expressed himself in like manner on informing paul morphy of this conversation he requested me to inform the proprietor of the cafe that in the future he should play no one without giving odds excepting however herr harowitz he was most desirous of again meeting the prussian amateur the latter having made some rather peculiar observations with regard to their match as for instance that he had not lost the affair morphy having consented to annul it that he was not a match player and played much stronger off-hand that morphy did not beat him by combination but by sitting him out and so forth but harwitz always took care to keep out of harm's way and although morphy came day after day to the cafe with the avowed intention of meeting him herr h had always got one or the other reason for not playing laroche budzinski devnik and other leading amateurs tried their luck at pawn and move with no better result than contending even others tried at pawn and two as for instance lucane guibert lecrivien and de Lunay. who of my chess readers does not know this brilliant writer in the palamade who has kept everybody on the broad grin throughout his numerous articles he is always full of fun and sparkling wit and merrily did he display it with morphy the first time they played de Lunay sacrificed piece after piece in a way to terrify anybody but his young antagonist and certainly seemed to occupy a position dangerous to morphy's peace of mind the latter made one of his peculiar moves when Delaunay observed eyeing the board with one eye and the spectators with the other voilà un coup de bon dieu and then making his reply which set our hero reflecting he added e un voilà un du diable but it was of no use and morphy soon turned the tables upon him m Delaunay styles himself un casse échique for he plays as though driving spike nails at the london divan some months since he astonished the spectators by breaking one of the pawns when he immediately cried out oh that's nothing i break the rooks in paris morphy was easily approached by anybody no matter what their strength and i doubt much whether there is any frequenter of the regence who did not play one or more games with him as he invariably refused to play for any stake this pleased them the more and set them making comparisons between him and certain others not at all complimentary to the latter 
but what pleased them most of all was the quiet unobtrusiveness of his behavior and the courtesy with which he treated everybody where his skill gained one admirer his manner made ten warm friends some of my readers may complain that i am laying it on rather thick and ask why shouldn't he be quiet and unobtrusive i reply that i am not to be deterred from writing what i know to be the fact having been a witness thereof for several months by any accusation of toadyism i write what george walker st amand lowenthal and all the chess editors morphy has met have written before me and they wrote as i now write because the circumstance is rather extraordinary chess players generally are a class vain and imperious and young players like the young of all classes are apt to be carried away by success how few eminent amateurs are there who do not give themselves certain airs when winning ay and losing too lolling back in their seats sticking their thumbs in their armholes and regarding the spectator with a self-satisfied air as much as to say there my boys what do you think of that one gentleman at the regence had long bullied the gallery and his antagonists in this manner no wonder therefore that morphy made warm friends of those who were that man's enemies End of section eighteen